and welcome to MPI's Voices of the Potomac podcast series. I'm your host, Nancy Rosenbaum, Vice President of Strategic Partnerships at Multiview. Joining me today is MPI Potomac Chapters President, Shelley Vassar-Gillum, CMP, SEPC, for which she has been in a leadership role at MPI for over four years and is now our current president. Welcome, Shelley. Thank you so much, Nancy, for that wonderful introduction. It's good to be here and a happy, uh, happy new year to you. Yes, a happy new year. I know that we are just uh, going into our 2022 year, which I just can't believe when I'm really looking at the fact that we came off of a 2020 and into a 21 and now we're right there at 2022. We thought at the Voices of Potomac would be nice to start our year off with a message from our chapter president. Um, I can't believe, Shelley, that we are starting another year uh, with this, this pandemic going on. So I wanted to start off the conversation today with the obvious turn of events uh, in late 2021 um, with the increase of COVID cases and especially here in the Washington DC area. And I wanted to ask you, um, what is really, landing for you right now, right as we head into the holidays? Our membership. Um, as we are an inclusive community of meeting and event professionals who embrace learning, um, collaboration, and um, our members' development, um, it is our members first. So our membership um, which is, you know, made up of people. So people are my first priority. They are my focus. Um, and our, our ecosystem, if you look at it in a greater sense, is made up of members and prospective members, whether they fit in the supplier category or the planner category. There could be members or prospective members. As MPI itself is a global organization, and we, of course, here represent the um, Potomac chapter in DC, Maryland, and Virginia, um, we are made up of people. And I think that, that we have to keep in mind as we are planning programs, um, how we do that, how we best engage in a time like this and keep everyone safe. So that's what's, that's what's on my mind right now. Um, how do we keep everyone safe, but still engage, um, still reconnect, um, still try to work on reigniting that passion mm -hmm. that I know we all have for this industry? We certainly do. And we certainly, I feel like we've done a really good job of it in especially, you know, the end of 2020. And we've now had over a year, nearly two years of practice at this pandemic thing. And um, do you think that when you look ahead, I mean, I know my opinion on this. I mean, I, I would say that I think we've done such a good job in educating ourselves and, and providing ourselves with the tools needed um, through maybe a DES certification or through just all of the vendors out there providing the solutions necessary to do hybrid or virtual meetings. I mean, what do you see for live events coming in um, as we enter 2022? Yeah, I think in order to look ahead um, for us, you also have to, to look back on where we've been, just as you mentioned a, a moment ago. So uh, when we first moved into this pandemic, everyone, um, you know, we were kind of uh, trying to figure out what to do. We went virtual with all of our programs because we just could not get together. And we understand that. And, and practically anyone who's doing events or programs, they were running them virtually. We, um, in this term, starting in July, we went with a virtual program to start out with. It was our educational program at the end of 
July on branding. In August, we went with an outdoor event, um, which was a networking event, which is also uh, what we do here as a membership organization, business exchanges, networking, and uh, learning and professional development. In late September, we went to a hybrid event. So you see where I'm going. We continue to change the format of what we were doing. Um, that event was in the middle of the afternoon. In November, we went with a hybrid format with a later afternoon uh, uh, educational program with a reception on the end. And we learned that that was probably a better way to do it. Mm -hmm. We've had, um, in the month of December, we had three networking events, um, which were awesome. Um, two of them were inside with um, the ability uh, for fresh air uh, to come into the space that we were in. So we were able to do that. And one of them was an outdoor event as well. So mm -hmm. I share that because we have tried different formats and it's important to, to um, acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. I think going forward to answer your question about live events, um, I think there'll be uh, even more opportunities for trying different things, whether right. it's outdoor events or it's a space that is unique that you wouldn't have ordinarily used, um, but works because of the time that we're in right now. Um, I think that slowly but surely we will be able to bring everyone back together, which is my hope, um, because that's what we do here. We bring people together. Um, MPI's whole focus, when we meet, we change the world. We absolutely do. Um, and so in order to do that, we actually have to meet uh, in person and come together and re-engage and re right. all part of I would agree 100%. And, and I do know that, you know, as the conversation shifts, I know that, you know, we're looking at if you're boosted, if you're not boosted, um, does that need to be on your vaccination card? And is everyone really checking? Is everyone really being honest? And I feel like as a community, I feel I've been to a lot of these events myself and, you know, I have felt really safe there. I have felt comfortable there and I haven't seen any outbreak notices. I mean, that's pretty significant for a chapter perspective that you haven't had to send out those emails. You haven't had to give people alerts. And, and that's a good thing because I do get them from other events that I've attended. Yes, yes. And we do know that it occurs and it's happened and we have, um, uh, been quite blessed and are, are grateful that that has not occurred at the events that um, that we have had. Um, our events in the month of December were smaller on purpose. Um, so, and then when we offer a hybrid, of course, that's for, you know, anyone who feels more comfortable participating virtually can do so. Those who want to come in person, wear masks um, it, it, when it's required, um, you know, can do so. So we are, um, you know, certainly, I know you mentioned um, the vaccinations and cards and things like that. Um, you know, it's on the honor system. So, so, you know, we follow all protocols and regulations. Um, for the state that we are in or the District of Columbia. So that, that's how we've been doing it. And um, again, so far because of the types of events and I believe also the size of the events and how we've varied um, in venue with you know certain venues that are um, outdoors and that offer outdoor space and certain venues that have uh, large windows that can be opened and things like that. I think we've been able to um, to make it uh, through this this first uh, six months of the time. Right, and I think you've been very successful. And I always feel I always feel good about it, and um, and that might be you know why MPI's had some really great um, events because they are taking the precautions, and of course that's a lot to do with Melissa. <laughs> Yeah. Our administrator puts those uh, measures in place. So let's pivot yeah. a little bit back to you. 
Um, we, we chatted a lot. Um, you know, I always have an affinity for anyone from the Northeast because I feel like they get me a little bit, <laughs> uh, coming down to DC myself. I know it isn't that far of a distance, but it's much different, um, culturally, I think just with the way people talk to each other and how fast paced it is. Um, so I, I always appreciate that in somebody. And I was wondering, you know, you're coming down to DC. I know you were in Virginia, um, when did you come here and, and, uh, what, what you took up roots because of your family or. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you so very much. So here's a story that I guess everyone's going to know now. Um, if they don't all, for those who don't already know, I'm originally from New Jersey and, um, you'll hear me, um, say the great state of New Jersey. Um, I was born there, my sister and I, and, um, my family eventually moved to Virginia. And when we moved to Virginia, uh, we first moved to um, the Tidewater area, you could call it Newport News, and then to Southern Virginia. But I spent my summers in New Jersey um, at first, just a week or two, and then eventually, you know, the whole summer. Uh, my first job was in New Jersey uh, as well as a. Where was it? Can you tell us? Yes, I can. It was in AC. It was in Atlantic City. Very nice. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> that was wild. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I, I moved to Virginia. So I, I, I tell people that um, I'm really kind of technically from two states. I've been in Alexandria um, or, the, or Virginia, Northern Virginia um, for now over two decades. And, and I just love it here. Uh, this is my home, but I still have family back in Jersey. And I still travel back there. As a matter of fact, was just there for Thanksgiving. What's your um, what's your exit off the Garden State? Oh, well, see, so it's zero because you have to take. Um, it's, I'm from South Jersey, for so for those okay. who are from Jersey, you know that you can get on the tr the Turnpike or not. And Correct. I do not have to get on the Turnpike uh, because I. Can so is this right over the bridge when you yes. go over Delaware Memorial yes. Bridge? Okay. Yes. Yes, it is right over the bridge and I can I can pick up Route 40 and get to where I need to go. Great. Um, but if I'm going to see other family, I can go up the turnpike a little bit uh, further. I can also pick up 295 is another mm -hmm. option too. So all of that to avoid the tolls. Look at that. I have spent many a year on that going back and forth from that Ben Franklin through because I'm from yes. Philadelphia area and going over that bridge a hundred different times. Yeah. I mean, just so many. It, and it is an interesting interchange for all those who are listening and don't understand that area. Um, it is it is a very unique bridge interchange. <laughs> it's just it a lot my, going on there. My family is 17 miles from uh, Philadelphia over the Bristol Bridge, uh, mm -hmm. so the Burlington Bristol Bridge. So uh, yes, Philadelphia. And see, this is why this is why we have so much synergy, Nancy. <laughs> We've got that, you know, where our state we like we like the soft pretzels, the pizza, yes. and the home but not everyone knows you're a Jersey girl. See, people not know I'm from Philly. Exactly, <laughs> and I love hoagies. I just want to put that out there. Oh, a hoagie! Oh my hoagies. gosh! Yeah. See there, you did just uh, reveal something because <laughs> not a lot of people call it a hoagie. Hoagie, but we grew up calling them hoagies. We yeah. didn't call them subs. And it's the shore, right? It's the shore. Oh, actually. always the shore. It's always. I the actually worked in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. I worked oh, at Martell's. Okay. okay. I was up north. Well, you know, the north. That's the northern part of the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Everyone listening, but a really cool tiki bar. If you're ever in New Jersey, that's really a great place to go. <laughs> uh, but it's fun. It's fun being from that area because I, I think it does lend it. Like I said, it's its own uniqueness, its own little toughness, it and I can definitely 
um, see you that way. I mean, I can see your strength um, from when I first met you and that could be the Jersey in you. I don't know. I think we're raised a little different up there. Um, but, you know, as, as that, you know, it, it does produce a lot of leaders. And, you know, I know that you are leading now the largest chapter of MPI, which is fantastic and congratulations. Uh, I know that for those of you again out there, you know, you, this is not a race, this is not a competition, but it is nice to see that our communities are really stepping up. Um, so tell us a little bit about how your earlier role as the VP of membership at the Potomac chapter puts you in this position today and what steps did you take? Well, thank you um, for that. Yes, um, it, it's you used the word fantastic. It is indeed fantastic. It's also overwhelming, um, and and um, but in a good way. In a good way, uh, we um, are the largest uh, chapter of about sixty six chapters in over twenty countries um, within MPI. I mean, that's a fun fact. I, I don't know if everyone fact. knows that. Yeah, yeah, with about 11,000 or so members. So MPI Global has about 11,000 members in over 20 countries um, and roughly 66 chapters. And, and uh, the Potomac chapter happens to be the largest. And so I'm, it's a very humbling statistics, uh, statistic for me and, and something that, um, you know, that I don't take lightly, that I, I think about and I think about um, our other chapters within MPI and you know how they can help us, even though we're the largest chapter, because I still think that's important and everyone can contribute. So how other chapters can help us and how we may be able to help them. Um, I've had conversations with, um, with other presidents of, of, of chapters. Within yeah, do you all talk? How we do talk um, yeah. and, and, and that's been helpful, um, certainly for me. And, and from what I, what's been shared with me, it's been helpful for those with whom I'm speaking. So, and you I'm, laid the groundwork. I mean, you laid the groundwork a few years ago with a lot of your membership drives. And, right. and it's almost like now, even though we're in this pandemic and memberships are dipping elsewhere, it does seem like there was a vision back then. And that vision has actually really um, come to play now, you know, we're, with the high yeah. membership. Yeah, absolutely. I was VP of membership a few years ago before becoming uh, president-elect and now president. And um, Kristen Douglas was our um, was our recruitment board director, um, and we had Phil, who's now our um, who's now our president-elect on um, on that team as well as uh, Kat Kenton, and so and and some others. And so uh, you know they were all dynamic commi committees, and they were doing some extraordinary work, kind of really turning things on their head, doing some different programming to try to help bring in more people. So we were uh, pre-pandemic um, up to about uh, 730 or so um, mm -hmm. members. That's not where we are today, but everyone has taken, you know, taken that hit. Um, but we are proud of where we are today. We've got Drew, Evan, and, and Laura um, who are on the membership team with Natalie as the VP of membership um, today and, and during this term. And we're just really proud of the efforts that they've taken um, and the extra steps to do things a little bit differently uh, to help uh, the chapter. And as of last week, not only uh, MPI Potomac, but also MPI Global because we are able to support the MPI Foundation. Through oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, that, um, our uh, community outreach uh, chair Tracy Cooper came up with. So, um, hats off to the entire membership team and mm -hmm. everything that they're doing 
um, on, on that work, but it is quite a bit. We have a you know lofty uh, membership goal and, and uh, growth to do uh, to get back to where we were, but it's okay. Uh, because right. again, our focus is yes on membership, but it's on the people. How are our people uh, within our membership doing in the entire ecosystem? How are they doing? How are they making their way through this um, this pandemic? And what can we do um, as a chapter and then greater as an organization to support? Uh, our and I think you guys do a good job. And we we chatted prior to the podcast about providing a welcoming environment. Um, for everyone. And I was sharing a story about how when I was younger and in my early 20s and coming into PMPI and just frightened at the clicks and scared, like I couldn't, I couldn't just walk in and make a friend, not back then. It was tough. You know, everyone, um, it was, it was really um, siloed and um, very, uh, I guess now, it was inclusive at the time. And I think now, or exclusive at the time, but now it's become a very inclusive group of people. And so you can just walk in. You don't even really need to know anyone. You just stand there and people are so friendly and, and they are providing that welcoming, almost safe environment to come in. Um, and, and I don't know everyone anymore. You know, I, I did step out myself and, um, I'm kind of rejoining and renewing and, and meeting all kinds of new faces. And there's not been one opportunity where someone has, you know, turned their back on me or, you know, it's, it's really a very nice place to be. And I know that is from the leadership of everyone you just mentioned and yourself. And do you find that, um, that moving forward, you know, what, or what's ahead for you, um, how will you keep that sustainable? Yeah, so thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it. And, and um, for those who put uh, these programs in place, you know, we have an ambassador program um, that's been going on for many years. And so um, the ambassador program is that program that helps to welcome uh, new members as they come in. We have an insider program that explains what MPI Potomac is, what our committees are all about. There's an opportunity to ask questions, to meet the, um, the board directors and committee co-chairs um, of various committees, and um, as well to you know, raise your hand, which is part of our raise your hand, uh, join a committee campaign to volunteer within the, the, uh, the chapter. I think the ambassador program, the insider program will continue. Um, I think we will uh, continue to reach out. Uh, I understand what, uh, you're, what you just shared. I was um, in the industry early on or in uh, a member of MPI, stepped out for a little bit, came back and uh, went full speed ahead. Was generally, uh, even during the first time I um, uh, uh, volunteered for committees and enjoyed my committee work. But I understand what you're saying, how you know, things could uh, potentially be um, you know, sort of a little siloed or, or cliquish. And so what we are doing is breaking all of that down. Um, it is not uncommon to see um, any of our board members walking up to people they don't know um, and just introducing themselves. It's certainly not uncommon for me uh, to do that. I am usually, whether it's before the program or after the program or both, um, I am usually uh, walking around and shaking people's hands or saying hello um, or speaking to them, letting them know. Um, and, and I don't always say that I'm president. I just say I'm Shelly because that's who I am. I'm Shelly. Um, and I think that's a night and day contrast to the MPI Potomac of the past. You know, there definitely was a time where you wouldn't have access to the president. 
you wouldn't even really get to talk to them if you didn't really know them. And I, and I do think that's changed. Of course it changed with Devin too. You know, I definitely noticed that with her. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't around when Anthony was here. Um, but you know, I definitely see the change with it. Um, and I, I think it's so nice that that's what everyone is striving for. It's a good yeah. thing to strive for. Absolutely. And we also call members. I call members. That's something that um, I um, instituted uh, just for me um, every month. I call members. Um, and I also call um, anyone who may be on the fence, um, who's not a member already. I think that's important as well to be able to talk to, to folks. I've made myself available. And through those conversations, uh, th there have been a variety of people who have joined mm -hmm. uh, just in this first six months. So mm -hmm. I make myself as available, as accessible, as approachable um, as I can. And um, just to let people know, again, you don't have to leave with your title. I'm Shelly. I've always been Shelly. You can figure out the rest later on, but I'm more interested in, in learning who you are and, um, and how we can help you grow and develop in your mm -hmm. career. Yeah, very good. And I, I think um, that that is absolutely something that resonates right now. So as we look ahead, um, we have a few more minutes left, and I just wanted to make sure that we get your vision for 2022, because here we are, we are in a pivotal moment, and we're probably going into some of the um, more restricted times again uh, with some of the, the wave of the pandemic that is coming through and um, people getting their boosters, not getting their boosters. So what, what would you like to say to the members? You know, this is our first podcast of the year. Uh, what should they look forward to? What should they be looking for? And just give us your impressions. Absolutely. Um, well, we have great expectations and we know our members do as well. We have some of our heftiest, if you will, programming um, occurring in this second six months. Uh, we will start out the year with the January 6th um, gold cello and a great gathering um, with, uh, with Rachel Sheeran. We'll move on to Trivia Night in February, which will be loads of fun. And I hope everyone listening to this podcast registers and you get your friends to register because that will be awesome too. Rachel Sheeran is a dynamic speaker. She spoke during um, Reconnects last year. She'll speak during Reconnects again this year. Um, and we look forward to having her in January and in April for Reconnects. In March, uh, we will talk about engagement. And that will be an educational program out at Top Golf, and we're looking forward to that. And then we'll have um, some other networking events, as well as part two of Courageous Conversations and Sensible Solutions, which started in November um, at the Western Alexandria. So we have our programming, our topics, um, our locations. Um, they're listed on our site, mpipotomic.org, of course. And we're really excited that we have that already kind of baked in and pre-planned. Um, but we have great expectations. And part of that means um, everyone coming out to support the chapter and what we're doing. We put on these great programs, but they're only programs unless folks actually attend and participate. We have um, sponsors line, lined up for most of our programs and we are extremely uh, grateful uh, for that. But my priorities um, for the second half of the term remain the same as the priorities for the first half. And I, I just have to reiterate them. Um, we talked about rebuilding, rebuilding the membership, 
um, of MPI Potomac, we talked about reconnecting and re-engaging uh, members in a variety of different ways. And I talked about how we were able to do that during the first six months, even changing the, the format of how we were doing events, right? Um, and then reigniting the passion that I know we all have. This industry has been hit hard for the last two years almost. Um, and we are looking forward and looking um, it, you know, in a, in a way where um, everyone as an inclusive organization that everyone will be able to participate in our events um, if they so choose. And we would hope that everyone would wanna do that. We are a sizable chapter, we discussed that, but as such, We'd love to see some of those numbers um, reflected in, in bigger numbers in a lot of our events. So um, my charge to those who are listening and for those who are sharing this podcast um, is to not only register for our events, attend our events and, and send it out to your colleagues, your friends, your, your industry friends um, to, to encourage them to do so and help us as we uh, continue to rebuild, re-engage, reconnect, and reignite that passion that I know we all have uh, for this industry. We, um, we expect, uh, like I said, we have great expectations. We expect to uh, end this year on a high note. It's been tough for everyone um, and we recognize that, but with the support and the continued support of everyone in this chapter, I know that we can pull through and so I'm just living in great expectation that <laughs> 30th, we will pull through. In, in oh, thank way. you, Shelly. Yeah. Well, thank you, Shelly. And I, I just want to thank you for your time today and those very heartfelt comments. I, I really, I hear you and I can feel it. And I know that in your heart, that's what you want for everyone um, at the chapter level. So um, I just wanted to thank everyone for listening today. And I hope that you will continue to join us in the next episodes ahead. Again, this is Nancy Rosenbaum, and I am signing off with MPI's Voices of the Potomac podcast.